Blog Talk Radio. Show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Man, man, man. It is a Monday. Um, I have had a busy, busy day today uh, working on paintings, working on uh, internet stuff uh, that's, you know, part of the business. And we got a, uh, a bunch of our, uh, our, for those who don't know, one of the hobbies I uh, picked up during the pandemic was organic gardening. And, um, man, oh, we got a bunch of uh, thanks to my, uh, my lovely wife, Danny's business partner. Um, he upgraded his raised garden beds and was like, I'm just going to get rid of these unless you guys want them. And we wanted them. So we got them and putting those together and getting those in place all day today and before you know it, going to have all kinds of good vegetables and whatnot. Um, but, so we're doing all that all day. I mean, just crazy, crazy, um, but very fulfilling, you know. And then tonight, we have a show, and we've got a fantastic guest. I am just blown away by our guest talent. She is a uh, just a phenomenal singer-songwriter, alt-pop. Um, her name is Brie uh, Ulu. Ulu, I believe. I think I'm hopefully saying that right. Olu, Brie Olu, I, I'm pretty sure. Anyhow, uh, well, let me, let's get her on here and we'll find out. Uh, I'd like to welcome Brie. How are you? I hope I didn't I'm, carve up your name. That's okay. Um, it's Turkish, so the pronunciation's a little tough. It's Olu, so the G silent, so you got it right. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Well, I love it. I love it. I love a silent G. You can't beat it, you know? They're the dangerous <laughs> so, G. Yeah, nobody likes a hard G. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen a few things. You don't know what they're going to do. I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen. I'm kidding. That was a bad dad joke, and I'm not even a father. Oh, my. Well, I guess <laughs> my animal for pets. Anywho. Now, Brie, you were telling me before you uh, before we went on the air, we were talking a little bit as, you know, we do on these things, um, that you had just moved. That's always a fun yes. chore. Yeah. Yes. I um, I did just move to just a different part of Los Angeles, kind of right around when my release was happening. So it's been a, a whirlwind time for me, for sure. <laughs> now, all my musician friends always have a million – well, you know, it's mostly really like guitar players now that I think about it. They always have like several big milk crates full of uh, broken cords that they're going to fix someday but never do. Um, now, do you as a musician, do you, are you guilty of that as well? Do you have a bunch of music stuff that you have to move when you uh, move into a new, into, you know, a new pad? I am. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of like some of, I have instruments that I don't even play you know, so and yes, we have big, just you know, 
uh, wads of spaghetti for cords everywhere that someday we'll need. And, and to be fair, we often do use at some point. So, yeah, I am 100% guilty of that. That's fantastic. We have an instrument. We're not even musicians, me and my wife. Uh, she's a sculptor and um, and, and owns a, an online crystal business. And, and I, uh, you know, I'm a painter. And somebody gave her, I don't know where she got it. She she got it from somebody. Um, they gave it to her as a gift or something, one of her business people. And it's, it's some kind of like metal, kind of looks like a like a donut, but it still has the hole in the center. Like it doesn't have a hole in the center. But it, you you bang on it, or you don't bang on it, but you have a mallet type thing, You and it makes different pitches in the steel. And it's on our coffee table. Um, everybody always plays with it when they come over. I have no idea what that is called. That's amazing. Uh, I think you know it's serving its purpose, <laughs> bringing joy to people. <laughs> you know, the weird thing about it is it's such a shape that our dog, um, when our dog gets excited, we have a little Sharpay, and uh, when she gets excited, she barks. She's got her dog, you know, so that means if a leaf blows by, the male person, the male lady comes, you know, anything like that, UPS, Amazon, she freaks out. Um and she'll bark, and her, her well, not all the time, but when she gets excited, she kind of have a, has a bit of a high-pitched bark that, that comes uh, every so often. And it'll resonate in this musical instrument, and the musical instrument will start, like, I don't know, like reverberating or whatnot from her, just the sound wave of her bark. It's the weirdest thing. Is it a gong? <laughs> It's kind of, but it's it's like a thick thing, uh, you know. Think shoebox size, maybe, and uh, maybe a little smaller than that. A slipper box, perhaps, and uh, and it's round. And like I said, it's it's metal, and they've cut it and you fold it over, kind of like a like like a sea creature, kind of I guess. And and you hit it with a little hammer mallet thing that's got fabric on the end of it. I don't know. Just one of those things. But, yeah, that's the only musical instrument. But we have tons of other stuff. Um, I would hate for us to have to move again. Oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> Remember when you were young, like, and, and you could move? I could move, like, everything I owned in a couple duffel bags, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Now I have too much to up. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel that. I um Every time I move, I'm reminded of how much stuff I have and how much stuff I haven't looked at in like six months to a year. So obviously don't really need. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sounds like my wife's closet. Oh, it's crazy. She loves shoes. Always barefoot. Yeah, she loves I shoes. Feel- I don't know what that's about. <laughs> um, but that's, I'm I know better than that. <laughs> You, you ladies, <laughs> I don't understand. I need 300 yeah. pairs. No, no, you don't. <laughs> well, you really you know, don't. There, there's different occasions, you know. Different shoes, shoes are needed for different occasions, I guess. Oh, I suppose. I suppose. We have um, – it's just crazy. It's crazy. But let me ask you this. Now, you um, – you're Los Angeles based now. Now, did you move to? You mentioned your name's Turkey, Turkish. Did you move? Were you like in Turkey and then moved to Los Angeles, or were you living somewhere else, Des Moines, yeah, Iowa, or actually, something? Uh, yeah. So I, I moved around a lot as a kid. I am uh, an American, so just kind of of Turkish mm-hmm. ancestry. I, I was born in Southern California, and then 
I moved quite a bit back and forth between the Midwest and, and Southern California. So I've lived in Central and Southern Illinois, and then I've also uh, lived in Orange County and then Los Angeles. So kind of a weird position of like two very different places. Well, I tell you, I loved, I, loved, I grew up in Detroit. So any chance we got to leave Detroit and go to like Illinois or Chicago or any of those places, um, we, we jumped at it. <laughs> like I said, yeah. any excuse to get the hell out of Detroit. <laughs> it was, it's yeah. nice now. Don't send me tweets, people. I understand it's, it's cleaned up and it's very nice and, you, you only occasionally will see a car on fire. Um, it wasn't that way when I was a kid. Telling you, it was bad. It was yeah, bad. Yeah, I, I, I in Michigan who think very like you know think very highly of it. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's gotten much better. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Whenever I say a joke about Detroit, people always I, I will. I'll, I'll get a bunch of emails and stuff. You haven't been there in 20 years. You don't know. You just don't know. I'm like, no. There's a reason I haven't been there in 20 years. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you, I left Detroit. I went to school in Boston. And um, after uh, after I got out of school, uh, you know, like six years later, I wanted, I was like sick of snow. And I said, I need to move to the opposite of Boston. Where is, where is that? And I moved to Southern California, San Diego. And... Um, which means I was in L.A. every weekend because San Diego's beautiful, but it's a little dull uh, as far as, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah, it really is, you know. I mean, if you're a young guy, young, I don't, maybe it's different for women, I don't know. But, you know, I was a young buck. I was single. I was wolfing around. a lot going on in San Diego, you know. I, thus, I was always up in, yeah. like, Silver Lake and places like that, you know. Fun yeah, places. what were your thoughts? Yeah. What were your thoughts? Well, I love Southern California. I, the weirdest thing, my arrival in Southern California was like out of a movie. Um, the plane landed, and you know that thing that they bring out from uh, the airport? It's like a big like hallway, but it's like up in the air, and it attaches to the plane, yeah. and that's how you get into the airport. Well, that was broke. Something wasn't working on it. So they went old school, and they wheeled out one of those like stairs on wheels, you know, like you see in old movies. And yeah. um, they, op- they open the door, and I'm, I'm at the top of this stairway uh, feeling like, you know, a movie star. And I, uh, I smelt that, that sea breeze, you know, kind of came. And I was like, oh, I am home. <laughs> this is- oh, and I'll tell it. you, ever since I have, I've lived near a- – I'm not a beach guy. I'm not like, oh, let's go surfing, you know. But I've lived near a beach ever since um, just because I, I, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, you know? yeah. I can't handle it. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you probably the same I, thing though, right? Uh, when you coming from Illinois? Yeah, I was gonna say I I do love the Midwest, but um I have become quite a, a temperature snob. You know, if it gets too cold or too hot, I'm pretty out. <laughs> I'm telling you, once you've hung up Christmas lights and flip flops, there ain't no going back. Not <laughs> going back. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well that's cool. So were you always music oriented? I mean, were you like the did you know Star is, is what your future would entail or was did that kinda happen? Was it always the plan? I mean, I think as like a young kid I always knew that singing was what I 
wanted to do. And then, you know, you like go through your teenage years and you go through some drama programs and maybe you don't get cast in the way you want to and you start to doubt yourself a little bit, but it was never enough to deter me. Like I always, I think I always knew that I wanted to pursue performing of some kind and music was always nearest and dearest to my heart. So, um, yeah, I mean, yes, I always knew, but that doesn't mean I didn't like have moments of doubt. Uh, like anybody else. I, I got you. Yeah, but you're doing it. You're doing it. You know, you got somewhere else. And, you know, that you're working on. You got a new single out. How cool is that? You can put on Spotify and hear you singing. How cool is that? <laughs> it's pretty wild. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm super- yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, I think it, it, you know, it took me a while to release stuff just because I'm such a perfectionist. And it got to a place mm. where I was just like, you have to, you know, like, even if what happens is you, you write something and then you, um, you know, put it through production and mixing and mastering. And by the time it's done, it's a year later and you're a different artist and you're thinking like, oh, no, this is this doesn't represent me well enough anymore, so I'm going to scrap it, and then you never release anything. And I had to get out of that that um, cycle, you know. I had to just release something, even if even if I still heard imperfections in it, you know, I think it doesn't mean I can't touch someone somewhere, you know. Absolutely. I, I have a very similar thing with my, uh, with my work. I will, I'll look like, some days I'll, I'll look at my website, you know, I'm updating the website or something. And, hey, speaking of websites, ladies and gentlemen, I just have to go on a tangent here. Bree has the most kick-ass website I've ever seen. I love it so much. Um, it's one Thank page. You. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's very minimal. <laughs> it's very- minimal. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. It's perfect. Takes you three seconds to update that. It's amazing, you know. Meanwhile, I'm over here yeah. screaming at the computer and pulling what my hair out. You know, it's 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 crazy. Um, but I'll look at old. Back to the subject, though. I, I digress. Uh, and we have a link, actually, ladies and gentlemen, on our show page. We have links uh, not only to Bree's website, so you can check it out yourself. We also have her, her Instagram, her TikTok. Yes, she has a TikTok and her Twitter and her Twitter. Um, so you can those links when this is converted to a podcast too. Stay active, and you can always get to us. It's uh, it's amazing, it's amazing. No, but I will. I'll look at like old paintings that I did 20 years ago. You know, not sometimes not even that long ago. And uh, you know, and I was I was maybe in a different place, but obviously than I am now, and uh, and a lot less uh, skilled at my craft. And I'm like that painting looks terrible. Oh my god! But you know, the the, the guy who or the gal who bought that painting, they love it to this day. So I get emails all the time from people. Oh, I think about it all the time. I look up, it's been on my wall for 15 years. I'm like, geez, geez, Louise, um, you need something new. But, um, and I want to redo them. But, like, everybody's like, you can't. They're happy. Why would you mess with that? You know, and I'm like, right. yeah, but I get when, yeah, you like, your, when your name's people, on the door, it's hard not to be. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. 
If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rocks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Yeah, I think, I think people may don't realize that 
being on the artist side of things, it's, it's pretty painful for a lot of the process um, because we're we're such harsh critics and artists are deeply mm. personal, and it's that's like a reflection of really who we are. And sometimes the timeline doesn't like I, like I was saying, you know, when things are released far after when you wrote wrote them, like sometimes they don't reflect who you are now, and that could be a little you know, like kind of cringy, like when you look at your old old paintings and you're like, oof, like I could have, you know, <laughs> I've changed Absolutely. so much and so much better. Like, you know, I, I listen to old oh. recordings and I'm just like, I don't know why I didn't listen to that 10 years ago and think like, <laughs> like, hmm, maybe singing's not for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm glad, you know, the thing is, though, you're an artist and that's the thing is, is you have to be doing it reminds me of a fantastic Mark Twain quote that said there's very, two very important dates in a person's life, um, the day that they're born and the day they realize why they were born, when, you know, when, when they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, and that's very deep, very true. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and I'll tell you something weird that I've discovered, too. When you figure out, like with you, it's, it's performing and, and whatnot, um, when you finally figure out, hey, this is what I need to be doing, the and I don't know if it's, it's you know, religious or, you know, the universe or karma, whatever it is, um, but things just seem to, when you're on the right path, it's amazing how things will just fall into place. <laughs> you know, you're like, wow, yeah. I couldn't have planned that. Yeah. And the Absolutely. weird thing, too, that I've noticed, yeah, when you, the opposite when holds slow. true. When you're yeah, not doing what you're supposed to be doing, oh man, somebody talking, sure. talking to you. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. I think you know, when, you're not, when you're not slow, I think it's always something to to um to look at. You know, when when you're really doing what you're meant to do, I agree. Like things do fall in place, and if you're met with a lot of resistance, it's possible you're just it's not meant for you. You know, you're on the wrong path. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you folks, there's a lot of sad boys in jail tonight coming to this realization, hopefully. Yeah. I need to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm getting excited about a jail Um <laughs> and shower shoes. Oh, no. No, it's cool, man. It's cool that you – and you're super talented. I mean, I don't know – you know, if you're aware of this or whatnot, I'm sure you probably are. You know, you probably wake up in the morning and want to go, wow, it's, it's amazing to be brave. I am like oh. chock full of time. But you really are, you know? Oh, thank you so much. You know, I think uh, there are days where, yeah, I feel like a million bucks. And then there are days when I, you know, doubt it. I think like, like anyone else. I think I was just talking to someone else about this recently. The hardest part of the industry for me hasn't necessarily been – recognizing my worth. Um, I think I had I had great parents that always like told me that I was talented and really built me up, which is invaluable. You know, I, I can't be more grateful mm. about that. But um awesome. you know, the industry it's not so much the rejection because that's just that's just being a performer. You know, you do a hundred auditions or you, you know, write a hundred songs <laughs> and one is good. the rejection's just built in. It's it's being told how good you are but then not necessarily seeing it reflected in your in your mm. you know immediate that's what's tough because then you start to doubt like oh well you know maybe I'm not perceiving things clearly maybe my you know maybe I'm not as good as I think I am or you know that I think that's what's been the most difficult part 
not necessarily knowing my worth, but the the process, you know, between, you know, where you start out and where you end as an artist, it's, it's a grueling journey, or it can be, you know, not to say things can't fall into place for you, but it's still a lot of work and a lot of time. Oh, absolutely. And there's so much to it. And it's, it's so easy to make mistakes. I'll never forget. I did this, my first show, and I live in South Florida now, my first South Florida show, um, I do a lot of paintings. Um, well, I paint anything. I tell people all the time, they're like, what do you paint? Um, and I'm like, you know, I'll paint a cow's backside if the check clears. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> yeah, totally. Anyhow, but I do paint a lot of uh, what I call pop noir. It's kind of think Quentin Tarantino, but in paintings, you know, beautiful women up to no good, you know. Um, yeah. I've painted a it. lot of guns and garters, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, you know, and there's a certain group of people that, that dig it and, you know, buy it and, and, and enjoy that and whatnot. So I was doing this art show, and uh, I'm like, what do you want me to paint? You know, I was talking to the gallery, and they're like, oh, just do your normal stuff. You know, oh, we love it, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And what I, I should have researched, but I didn't. This is learning and making mistakes. Um, what I didn't re- and I knew it kind of, you know, I, I, but I didn't ask a lot of questions. I was just happy to be doing a show. And uh, it was uh, their clientele, hardcore LGBTQ, <laughs> and um, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm in the arts, but I've come across that quite a bit. Um, but a lot of gay guys don't want glamorous women up to no good hanging on their walls. You know, they just don't. It's not their thing. And again, nothing wrong with that. But so we're doing the show. And I'm used to selling, you know, maybe selling out, maybe at least selling like half the paintings or whatever in the show. Nothing selling. <laughs> crickets. You know, very loud crickets. That was... Yeah, but, yeah. Know, you, live and, you live and learn. You live and learn. For but it's, sure. it's easy to make We've little missteps been... and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm sure you know. all been before. Well, one of I'm the so smart sorry. things you've done is delay <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm sorry what were you did i didn't mean cut you off what were you saying oh i uh, just just that uh i think we've all been in that situation where we haven't quite known what the demographic was and maybe uh oh. you know I've, I've definitely rolled up to some gigs with the songs i've had to quickly you know change lyrics to on the spot <laughs> it just wasn't quite the crowd <laughs> right. i hear you i oh i hear that i hear that there was, a, I was reading an article, uh, it was an old news article about Prince when Prince first started. And I guess one of his first like big time gigs was opening for the Rolling Stones. Um, some promoter thought that, that was a good lineup, you know, and, and had a vision. Uh, the crowd, I guess, disagreed. <laughs> the Rolling yeah. Stones rock and roll crowd, you know, he came out yeah. in his lingerie and whatnot and they they weren't having it. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. a bad scene. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure there were discussions that happened afterwards. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my parents went to a a U2 concert, and uh, I remember Kanye West was opening up for U2, and my parents were, 
not that they're not Kanye fans, but it just, you know, YouTube's really big on their list of favorites, and Kanye's, you know, just not so much. And I remember feeling like that's a really weird pair. That's two very different, like, brands, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Some promoters. Some promoters somewhere. But, you know, initially they were like, it's going to be great. It's going to be like Run DMC and Aerosmith. I love it. Let's put Kanye and you two together. No. Right. It was like such a And I remember as a kid, I was like, wow, like Kanye West is going to be there. Like you two should be opening for Kanye. You know, I was a child. <laughs> mm. And uh, mm. my parents, like, still, they still give me shit for that today. <laughs> oh, it's true. Kanye is one of those artists that I, I like a lot of his music, but he's one of those artists that it's hard to be a fan of, you know, because he just talks and you're like, please don't just make, you know, I just want to be happy. Um, I oh, love yeah. that, that one he did with Daft Punk. though. that was my, that was my going out theme for a long time. Man. I got played yeah. out a lot on those Under- Silver Lake trips. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But it's, you know, it's weird, too, because you, you listen, like, I'll revisit. It's weird because, like, streaming during the pandemic, everybody became such experts with streaming. Um, if, if, if people are like me, that they, they probably were like, oh, I really liked this show when I was a kid. And they'd rewatch, like, television shows and stuff that they were into or movies. And then you watch it now and you're like, oh, this is, this is horrible. This is horrible. But with music... I think music is so much more powerful because I haven't had that experience with music. You know, I, I it, it's always a pleasant trip down nostalgia lane. Well, I'm like, Ooh, I, I really like this album. You know, I remember buying this at 12 years old and or 13 or whatever. And, and, and just being into it. And I revisit it and I don't cringe. That's the term you used that earlier. Um, I don't get cringy with it, with music. Um, yeah. Definitely yeah movies that's- and TV, I do. That's such like um, an insightful thing to to bring up. I do feel the same way. Like when I listen to an old record, like I'm like, wow, like this is the shit. But then when I watch like a film that was made in the 80s, I'm like, that was bad. Like those special effects were like, you know, so bad, good kind of thing. But you're like, you should have done better, guys. But then you know, you listen to even old music from like the 40s, and you're like, this is incredible. Like the the talent and and it's almost like the, you know, uh, lack of technological advancements at the time only add to it, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you, I had the weirdest experience. My my wife, um, Danny, she, she's a little younger than me. She's about, uh, I don't know, 13, 15 years younger than me. And um, she's a big, serious uh, radio fan. And she listens to, you know, the whatever the, the pop station is on that in her car and uh, in her work's like an hour away. So she's in the car minimum two hours a day uh, on her work day. And uh, so I got in the car in her car the other day with her. We were, I don't know, we we're going somewhere and she had a radio station on. And again, I'm a very well-trained husband. I know not to mess with, uh, again, I was raised in Detroit. You don't mess with somebody else's radio in the car. That's, that's a bad plan, <laughs> you know? I, like I said, I've been yeah, trained very well. Good for but I'm, you. So I'm yeah. listening, though. <laughs> listening to 
the because you know you know how these radio stations usually they have maybe an hour's worth of actual broadcast that they just loop and play over and over. And um, and there's I'm not throwing shade as the youngsters say. Um, that's just how it is. And but I'm listening to what's you know hot right now. Obviously you know I, I get a barometer of, of what's going on. And um, it was the weirdest thing. The, the, the guy who, who uh, and my, my wife, to her credit, explained all this to me because I was just, I was like, wow, this is the strangest. This is top 40 right now. The guy who did the Elvis movie has a big hit. So there's like this kind of 50s ballad, almost sounds Elvis Presley-esque track that came on and then um, something you know, the new Harry Styles came on, um, which sounds very, you know, that heavy bass and very, uh, very 80s to me. And it was just such a weird, it didn't even seem like the same genre of music. I and mean, it really wasn't. And I was just like, wow. And everybody's obviously into this, you know, I mean, it's, they're playing it. It's, it's, it amazed me. I, I think it's a very exciting time in your business of music because people like what they like, you know, and I think that's cool. It's got to be as a, as a musician to open up, uh, you know, new branches of areas if you want to experiment with something and whatnot. What do you think? I, I completely agree. I was just actually having this conversation with a, a musician recently, and I, I think I think a lot of it can be attributed to social media because we're able to have such direct access to other cultures and part of the world and fashion trends and all sorts of things. And you can kind of just pick an era that you like or, or a, a certain brand or, or look or vibe that you like. I mean, 80s music is coming back through, but there's always kind of been a wave of 70s music that was coming back in. Like, And mm-hmm. because there's such a platform for artists now, I feel like you can find your audience, you know? Like, you'll find people who like what you like. Like, I sometimes worry about that when – you know, making production decisions. I'm like, oh, like, is this in? Is this not in? Did this just, you know, is vocoder? Do we have already too much vocoder? And it's like, with, you know, our kind of interconnectedness now, for lack of a better term, like, you're going to find somebody who likes what you do, you know, and that's kind of awesome. No, I'm absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's an exciting thing. I mean, I know people bitch about the internet, you know, and yes, I too have, you know, a, a racist cousin. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that I really want to unfriend. Um but I can't because I don't want to have the drama, you know. Um you know. Yeah, just yeah, as long as you don't I'm just up like everybody. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, everyone's got that. You know, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, they do you know, we just do. And but the thing is that's interesting is um, I think that the good outweighs the, the bad. I mean, it's amazing. Even when we're on the, having this conversation, you know, uh, we're 3,000 miles apart right now. And um, it's just like we're That's almost wild. sitting in the same room, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It wouldn't be happening 100 years ago. It's, uh, it's amazing. Well, very, very cool. Now, you have a brand-new single. This is your debut single, as I understand it, called Slowly. And, yes. Um, I do. Um, slowly, um, it's finally. I've I've uh, I've done other music before. I've just been too shy to really claim it. This is the first one I'm claiming it. <laughs> this is my debut single. Nice. 
Nice. Now, we're going to play it. Do you want to give a little intro to it, or should we play it and then talk about it? How, Bree, you've got the reins. What would you like to do? Um, I'll talk about it a little first, actually, if that's okay. That's totally fine. The stage awesome. is Awesome. So, um. All right. I so I um I started writing the I had the chorus written a few years back. Um I just mm-hmm. kind of uh professed feelings to um a really close friend and uh mm-hmm. I, was, I was yeah, I was in that period of time before they responded. And you know in that time there's oh. like so much possibility, but there's also so much fear too because it could go one right. of many ways. Um especially when it's a close friend. And it was just a blend of emotions that I hadn't quite felt together before. So I was inspired to write, and I wrote the chorus and then um, shelved it for years. And then um, when we were finishing up the EP, my producer and I, I decided I wanted another uh, original on there because I have three covers on it, and I wanted three originals as well to balance that out. And um, I revisited slowly, and then we finished it, and... Fun fact, the um the person the song is about is actually the producer. So he ended up producing a song oh. written about him. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now did you, did you let him know this? Or or her well no to him, right? It doesn't matter to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He he knows this and uh, we're, we're together okay. now. <laughs> Was that weird though? You know, because that could have been that could have been really weird because <laughs> then it seeps over in the work. You know what I mean? Oh gosh. Uh, I'm glad it worked yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I I would say like when it comes to work, I'm the more emotional one. He's pretty good at separating. So I think he was, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. There were moments where he felt he may be a certain way about it, but he's very professional. So <laughs> he was fine. I think for me, it was a little like, you know, vulnerable because it's so, you know, it's emotional and it like really, unveils how you how deep of feelings you have for somebody and that's that's always scary you know well that's amazing that's that's pretty cool too as a as a, as a guy man oh my gosh I, I think the only songs that anybody's ever sang about me are you know ding dong the witch is dead or something um no <laughs> bye bye <laughs> see you later um, oh, we're man. glad you've got no um, <laughs> I hope no, you're listening. Listening, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, here it is. Let's play it. Let's play it. This is slowly, and uh, uh, by Bree. Um, now I'm going to say this right. I got to remember. No hard G, uh, no G at all. Ulu. Olu. Olu. <laughs> Brio Yeah. That's the name of the Hawaiian. I'll like never Brio Lu. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, says, it sounds like the name of a very expensive restaurant. Um or cause. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I love that. A lot of money. <laughs> yeah. You know you're gonna be, on- you're gonna be very pleased, but you're gonna be a little lighter in the in your wallet. Um when you yeah. hear that <laughs> accurate. Extremely accurate. <laughs> We're gonna shoot. I know this. No, I'm. I'm anyway, here's the here's the track, ladies and gentlemen. All seriousness, this is really cool. Check this out. This is slowly. I love it. Here it is.
What a track, ladies and gentlemen. What a track. Did I, I did not lie. Slowly. Thank Breathe. You so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank what? you so much. Honestly, I need to give a huge shout out to the producer, Will. He absolutely killed it. He's such a such a unique talent and honestly just a, a genius and he, it wouldn't be possible without him. Mr. Will Snyder. I'm telling you, during during the pandemic, I got in this weird kick where I was watching all these, um, you know, you can only watch, I can't even handle, I can't handle the Tiger King. My wife watched that stuff, but that wasn't for me. Um, so I got in these weird, I was watching these weird YouTube channels on, and they, they had one called Produced Like a Pro. I'm not in the music business. I don't even play an instrument, you know, um, but I found it fascinating I had no idea. Producing's hard. <laughs> Those guys, guys and ladies do a lot of hard stuff. I had no idea. My God. Yeah, they, it's next level. Like when I, I feel like producers are people that just do everything. Like when I think about Will, mm. like he, like he's a visionary. Like he keep he chooses the sounds. Like of course, of course I, you know, give input, but like, he uh he will choose all the sounds, he'll help arrange it, he co writes it, and then he, you know, plays every instrument ever. <laughs> and it's just it's crazy right. like what they do. It's and a lot of them are artists themselves, so they also write and have their own music that's insane and it's yeah, producers are like gods. It's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I'm I, I, very, very so much respect. Um, well, that's cool. That's cool. Now, did you guys know each other, like, after you moved out to California, or did you meet, or? Um, yeah, how, yeah, actually. Getting a good, a, you know, a, even a working relationship is hard, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were referred to each other um, through mutual friends. I was looking for a good pop producer. I, at the time, was singing a lot of jazz, mm. and um, I okay. love jazz, but I I knew I wanted to put out a, a pop record. And so I was referred to him through a, a mutual friend of ours. And then we started working together. And I knew, like, I was like, yep, this is it. This is the producer. This is, like, he just, nice. you know, I think we, it's it's really special when you find someone that likes the same things that you like, you know, like thinks the same things sound good. Because, you know, that's all open for interpretation. And it's not necessarily right or wrong if you don't like the same things. But it's really lucky when you know, you're on the same page with the sounds that you like, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, and it's got to be tough to, uh, you know, on both sides, because you're, you're, you're essentially, it's like being in a band almost, you know, uh, really, because, you know, you have different, and, and it's not just, oh, yeah, I got to work with somebody. No, you have to work with an artist. <laughs> Somebody with, yeah. with egos, and sometimes they're strong, sometimes they're fragile, and, you know, oh, man. All over the place. Yeah, oh, we're a full range of emotions within 60 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And your your art is from your heart, you know, so it, it, people are like, well, you can't take it personally. Oh, you absolutely are taking it personally. Are you kidding me? Oh. Of course. And, yeah. No matter what kind of art you're doing, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. Like I said, my hat goes off. Well, you guys did a phenomenal, fantastic job on this. this. This is a great single. Is it out now? Can people get it, or is it coming to be, soon to be out? Yes, yes, yes. So it is. It's live as of the 25th. It's on 
all the things. So Spotify, right. Apple Music, um, it's uh, being playlisted pretty well as well. So please stream nice. it and buy it. The things. <laughs> Absolutely, and at the very least, if you're, you know, if you broke with a joke right now, I, you know, I get it. We've all been there. Uh, believe me. I used to live in Las Vegas for a summer. Believe me, I know. Um, <laughs> you know, at the very least, just just add it to your playlist. That helps a lot. You know, you'd be amazed. We we have a, a Pop Rocks Radio playlist that we always add our uh, music uh, guests to and whatnot. But you know, pand- everybody has playlists. You know, that's the new uh, the new cassette. <laughs> you know, the new mix. Yeah, it really is. You know, so it's so helpful. You you have no idea how much just adding your song to a playlist can really catapult an artist just within your own you know group of friends. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s hey rockers this is stacy lane wilson author and editor of the rock and roll nightmares book series i have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians artists authors filmmakers and music historians in season one i interview phil Toussaint from ozzy osbourne's band Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com, Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com. 
M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, the, you know, the thing is, is if, if you dig something, chances are your friends are going to dig it, too, because you have common interests, you know? I mean, that's uh, how that works. That's why you're friends, you know? Um, yeah. Nobody's friends with people they hate, you know? Right. I've got nothing in common with this guy. <laughs> Let's be friends. Right. No. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, that's crazy. Now, um, let's talk. Now, you 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 dropped a single, and this is, you know, a couple days ago, four days ago, <laughs> you dropped this. Uh, you know, you you're, you and your team. Um, any thoughts? Uh, and how do you feel uh, about uh, video, music videos, and whatnot? I always ask my musician friends this, and they all they're they're about fifty fifty. They they're like, oh, they're great. I love doing them. The other half are like, it's a necessary evil. Where do you fall on that spectrum of music um, video? I, I see both sides. That, you know, I taking on a music video, is, it's such an undertaking, but it can be invaluable to, like, just add, add visual representation to your song. So I get it. You know, I, I do have plans to make a, a music video for this, but um, – uh, the release date is still uh, TBD, but um, yeah, I, gotcha. I think I gotcha. yeah, making a music video is definitely like you know overwhelming always, but I think I think worth it. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's you know I don't think that they they might have a new place in uh, LA now in, in Hollywood where they do it for free. No, no, they don't. <laughs> I'm sure that they don't. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> in anything. It costs money, you yeah. know. Even my exactly. stuff, you know. People are like, "Oh, it doesn't cost that much to be a painter." I'm like, "Have you bought big canvases lately? They ain't cheap. <laughs> They're more than sustaining sometimes. Um, it's it's tragic. Anyhow, anyhow, I think this stuff should be a lot cheaper. Studio time and the like, uh, you know, I'm sure. Uh, but making it, putting a, a single, let alone an EP together, that ain't cheap either, you know. Even Will, we love Will. Will's great. But, you know, still got to get paid. <laughs> yeah. You know, still got to Yeah. Eat. Music um, is both very rewarding. But, yeah, definitely on the front end can, can be a high expense. But worth it. And, and you know, in my experience, it has paid itself back, thankfully. <laughs> well, that's nice. That's cool. That is cool. Well, let me ask you this. Now, I know you're working with the best in the business, um, and I'd like to give a big shout-out to Trend PR, uh, Amanda, and everybody over at the, uh, the Trend PR uh, offices there are just first-rate, in, uh, in my opinion. Um, I, I deal with a lot of PR companies. I love Trend PR. They're fantastic. Yeah, but, and, and they know what they're doing. Um, but I know – I've been doing this podcast now for about seven years, six or seven years, uh, maybe longer. Gosh, how did that happen? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, but I know how I've been working with them for quite a while. And I know that, um, you know, they have a schedule. <laughs> they're like, okay, you're going to do this single. You're going to, you know, it, it, there's seven moves down the chessboard um, than, than other people. Um, are you going to, when do you, any idea? Because I want to hear more of your work, Bree. Uh, when the next single is going to drop? Yes, actually. Um, it's going to be announced 
soon, but I'll just say September. Okay. There's um, nice. a really, really – and ooh, sorry, there's a motorcycle outside my apartment um, <laughs> in September. Will coming um, back from, you know – yeah, coming up on entirely. Coming back from the the studio. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a really special song that I'm I, so so excited about that's dropping mid September. So keep an eye out on nice. my socials. It's just my name. It's Briolu, O G L U at um at uh, Instagram and on uh, Facebook and all the things. So I would I'd love for you guys to tune in for that. Fantastic, fantastic, and. You've got a TikTok. You've got a TikTok. We, my wife has a TikTok. Um, during the pandemic, we had a guest room, uh, and it got converted to a TikTok studio there for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, with lots of sheets and backgrounds yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Um, do, do you? Are you a fan of doing TikToks? All you youngsters are, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy it. I will say, like. Um, social media in general, like at first, didn't come naturally to me. Um, mm. But then you realize, like, it is—it's both a necessary evil, but also like a really cool part of the industry. Because, like, about you know what I was talking about earlier, like you—you you have such a, a platform that's free. It's free to you to, for you to use, you know. And um, it's almost like you're any record label where you can promote things for free. You can reach out to so many different demographics, so many places in the world that get to hear your music that, you know, even 20 years ago would be really difficult. I'm telling you, when I was a kid, many, many, a million years ago um, in Detroit, all of my friends were musicians. Um, You know, I was the only painter among the bunch. And um, they all... um, you know, every, everybody played guitar. Everybody wanted to be a rock star. That was the big plan. And, um, you know, everybody was in bands. A lot of people were in several bands at the same time. And that's how I used to get to go to shows is, you know, I was friends with all these people, um, but nothing's free. And, and I'd be like, oh, man, they're like, come see us play. And I'm like, I would. I, I'm broke. And they would. this is how they would do it. Um, there was two, two ways. They'd give me a stack of flyers and a staple gun and they hit every telephone pole <laughs> you can <laughs> you know to get people to come it. to the show and um you know and and i was a new waver i was wearing eyeliner had big hair um i guess i was pretty uh back in the day because i worked a lot of merch tables i'm telling you <laughs> i, I love a lot that of t-shirts yeah and that's, that's like the, 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 the comp. Yeah, when you're on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. But, yeah, in those days, I wish there would have been a Twitter. <laughs> you know, that would have been so much easier out in the For rain sure. putting up flyers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you're very well. You've got the social media down, you know, all of this, like from your cool minimalistic website. Um, you know, you, I was just looking at your your uh, Instagram. It, it's fantastic. It it looks like a Vogue model magazine. I, I love it. Um, oh, thank you, know. you so much. Um, it did not come yeah. easily. <laughs> I worked hard for that, so thank you. <laughs> well, you did very well with it. You do. The, my wife knows all that stuff. You know, like how many she 
She's like, you're posting too much on Instagram. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's only 10 posts. She goes, you can't post 10 posts in a day. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you got to stay the <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm learning. It reminds me when I first got on Twitter, people end with hashtags. They're like, just hashtag the important word, you know, the keywords. I'm like, well, everything I'm writing is important. And they're like, you can't hashtag the, Jamie. What is wrong with you? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like, hashtag every point. word. <laughs> is there anything greater than love, though? <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, very, very cool. Well, you know, it's it's a great single. I want everybody to pick it up um, slowly. It is, uh, don't pick it up slowly, but buy the, you know, pick up the single slowly. Um, you, know yes. what, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's sure. fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Um, well, very cool. I want to thank you. I know, um, you know, at the beginning of these, I, I'm always like, oh, you good for a half hour? Here it is. We're going on an hour. My little light's been blinking. I actually have a piece of tape I put over it. Um, because you're fascinating to talk to. I want to apologize. I hope it didn't mess up your your uh, your evening, your afternoon. Um, no, it's no, absolutely not. I'm so happy to be here. This is fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, I could do one of those three-hour Joe Rogan ones, but you know, I I, I know everybody's like, no, Jamie, don't do that tonight. Uh, but thank you so much, uh, Bree, for coming on the show and clasping the joint up and everything. It's amazing, and um, and you're amazing, and your single's amazing, you know? As are you. Thank you so, so much for having me. Anytime, anytime. I'm going to uh, email Amanda after the show here and say, get Bree on the show again when her single drops. I would, I would love that. That would be so fun. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Um you know, it's, uh, I'm all turned around now. I'm discombobulated. There's a word you don't hear today. <laughs> Anyhow, this uh, live show is going to be converted to a podcast. We're going to throw it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. And I know somebody right now is sitting at home going, Jamie, how many podcasting platforms? We're on 678 of them. That's all I'm going to say, here's my little public service announcement for the day. If you're sitting around at home right now, listening to our thanks for listening. We appreciate that. But you're having this idea. You're like, I want to start a business. All I'm saying, if the business you want to start is a podcast, there's already 678 of them that I know about. You might want to go in a different direction. Just saying, you know, just saying. Pizza <laughs> donut, food truck. Sounds pretty good to me. Anyway. Have a uh, have a good day, everybody. A good night, and uh, remember, the world's still a little weird right now. Um, it's getting better. It's getting better, but you know, if your your waitress takes a little time getting your coffee to you, don't take it out on her or him. Um, just uh, be cool and be nice to people. You know, we'll all get to, we'll all do much better. You know, you won't be mad. How about that? How about that? Bree, my advice to you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're super good at it, you know? Seriously. Thank you so much. That's that's so kind, really. Oh, anytime. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait to talk to you soon. Everybody check out slowly. Um, Brie Ooglu. I, I almost did the oh, G yeah. there, but I, I 
Yeah, Olu. I, I tried to correct myself. I know. Why am I going? Ooh, what? What is that? Um, Olu, Bree Olu. I'm telling you, I'll never forget it now. Bree, have a good <laughs> night, and thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.